Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Dave Hooker Show, represented by Banks and Jones, Tennessee's trial attorney. Play to win, banksjones.com. The Dave Hooker Show. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Objective insight, expertise, top guest. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off the Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Also available on offthehooksports.com. I compute and obey. Now to Dave Hooker. Ready. I love Caleb like a brother. He has a young son that will be born this summer. I hope to be called Uncle Dave. But crazy take, Caleb Calhoun is back again. We'll get to that, why he thinks... A guy named Nico could have success in the NFL right now. Right now. Okay. But we've got other things to get to. Five balls we must improve in 2024. Also, uh, the former balls who will be in the Super Bowl. Congratulations to those cats. And just how good could they have been at Tennessee with great coaching? Much better. Uh, We'll talk about Nico. What if he had been an NFL quarterback last summer and preparing for the NFL? Crazy take Caleb Calhoun may be with us here in a little bit with what the age. Uh, where will Josh Heupel rank among SEC coaches after Nico? And the reason I asked this question is I thought Connor O'Gara had a good ranking of SEC coaches. I'll tell you where he has Josh Heupel. And I think it's low, and I think it's going to get much higher very soon. The coaching carousel is over. Who won it? Despite all the NIL, I think it may be Alabama, but a lot of changes, including at Texas A&M, Michigan, and more. Dalton Connect very well could be your national player of the year. (laughs) What did I just say? A Tennessee basketball player could be national player of the year. I'm going to show my ignorance and ask Caleb Calhoun a question. First, Caleb, how are you, sir? I am tremendous, Dave. How you are you? Great. You 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 look great. Well, 
Look, Can I tell you I made some really easy money last night because somebody no, in Vegas, no, somebody in Vegas no. thought it was a good idea. No, I don't want to hear about your gambling or I'm going to start telling you about my NBA fantasy team. Well, I'm sorry. You don't make any money off your NBA fantasy team, but I make That's money right. off my gambling. And, you, and by the way, I have a picker for the record, and people should be really excited because we're going to debut a very new segment, and it is going to be each and every Friday before game weeks, but we're going to do it before the Super Bowl as a little test run. Your picker is very nervous, Caleb. You're going to go against somebody, and we're going to keep track of this. By the way, please hit the like and subscribe button. Would you like to know who this picker is? You sure. might you might recognize them by their first name because they're tremendous, and you guys will go head-to-head through all of football season. Who's the picker? Uh, she uh, goes by two names, Glenda and Denda. Would you care to guess who that is? I have no idea. You have me totally lost. That is my mom. I'm willing to bet dollar for dollar against Caleb. And my mom, much like David Letterman had his mom on the show back in the day, my mom is going to be picking against Caleb before the Super Bowl and throughout football season. Do you think you can beat my mom, who is really not sure who Hendon Hooker or Nico Ia Malayava is. Do you think you can beat my mom in picks? Because I believe it's a 50-50 proposition, and I truly want you to prove me wrong. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready for this. My mom is going to destroy you. Okay. Okay. (laughs) To be fair, Dave, you should have bet yesterday. Who who in Vegas thought it was a good idea to give the Chiefs four and a half points or to give Baltimore four and a half points against the Chiefs? Baltimore was about four and a half yesterday. Now you get three being at home. That means on a neutral field, Vegas thought Baltimore was one and a half points better than the Chiefs. Well, before we get to the five balls who need to contribute and contribute this season, hit the like and subscribe button. Do that for me. Stop for a second. Hit the like button. For those that don't know, that helps us with the YouTube algorithm. We bring more people in. Am I the only person? Mama Hooker for the win, Dylan says. Yeah, well, I'm a redheaded stepchild, so she's be she's remarried. It'd be like Mama Russell, but we'll figure all that out. Uh, Caleb Calhoun, uh, before we get moving forward, because we want to talk about the balls in the Super Bowl. Are you happy with the Super Bowl matchup? I really wanted I wanted the Lions and Chiefs, Chiefs because of star power, Mahomes, uh, Kelsey, and then you know why I wanted the Lions hitting the hooker because I said. That was an absolute terrible franchise to go to. And they were like a play away from making the Super Bowl. So Dave's stupid. He wrote the open apology letter to Hendon Hooker. There we go. I'm stupid. I actually wanted the Niners. Um, because I am rooting for Hendon Hooker, it's going to be much harder for him to become a starter if Jared Goff goes and wins the Super Bowl in Detroit. So I, I, thought, though he, I thought though maybe he would price himself to another team because they know they have Hendon Hooker. All these things are playing out in my head. Or I just don't think he's elite, personally. Possibly. You're right. I love the matchup because I get to see Taylor Swift for another week. And y'all know I love Taylor Swift. That's true. But what you could do, I think, if you're the Lions, and this is just me thinking out loud, Jared Goff, okay, much like the Seahawks did, they moved on from Russell Wilson to get the young man whose name suddenly escapes me. He was Gina Smith. Geno Smith. Um, and that could be your Hendon Hooker, so you save money on cash. The The quarterback play would theoretically stay the same, but you have more salary cap money. That's not a crazy idea, is it? 
No, that's not. You're right. That that's a good that's a good theoretical possibility. That maybe what they're planning on long term. But yeah, either way, I'm still happy with the matchup because then we'll get to this. But uh, there's another player who right now from Tennessee who I'm a bigger fan of in the NFL that I wanted to see him in the Super Bowl. So I'm interested um, to see who that is because I will go ahead and tell you I may be. It may be the same guy for me. I, I'm I'm a big, huge Trey Smith fan, but don't give it away, okay? Uh, we want to get to that. All right. There are some balls who have to have an impact, right? That absolutely has to happen. Uh, Travis says Jared Goff has the weakest arm in, in the NFL. He does. All right. So it is now time for the balls that are going to have an impact for 2024 or better if you want Tennessee to – uh, make a championship run, make the college football playoff, and it'll be four downs brought to you by Dynasty Pools and Spas. Mention off the hook sports, get $500 off. Are we, I mean, the obvious one at the very top of the list, and we're talking about balls who must improve, uh, not necessarily impact on there, I think is pretty obvious, but we want to get to that right now. It's brought to you by Dynasty pools and spas. It is four downs and is right now the balls who must improve heading into the 2024 season. Four downs brought to you by Dynasty Spas, the most comfortable spas made in the United States of America, right here in East Tennessee. Drop in for the all new showroom in Athens. Dynasty Spas, perfect for all four seasons. Four downs presented by Off the Hook Sports. Okay, the balls that must improve. Cooper, what do people knew to need to do to be a part of the program? Cooper Mays here. Hit like and subscribe. Thank you. Take your time. All right, all right, here we go. Uh, the balls that absolutely must improve heading into the upcoming season. Four downs. Let's get it going. Coop, what down? Coop here. First down. Get a couple of offensive linemen on here. Someone break it up a little bit different before we work our way to number one. And a guy that I think fairly, but a guy that Caleb has been incredibly critical of, so we'll get to that. But first, the offensive line is first down. What do you got them? Four downs brought to you by Dynasty Pools and Spas in Athens and their great showroom. So the offensive line, it's a, it's two members, but for two totally different reasons. You want me to just go start individually with each of them? Yeah, give me okay. both. They're fourth down. All right. They, they, they are John Campbell Jr. and Andre Carrick, but for different reasons. Because I'm... For Andre Carrick, this is a I'm just gonna this is an attack on his play. This is not an attack on John Campbell Jr.'s play. John Campbell Jr. is a very good lineman who is moving over to right tackle, and he just has to fine-tune his game. Very good physically, but makes certain kind of mental mistakes every now and then, has a few penalties, uh, things like that. Just kind of basic mistakes that if you can take those out, he could be great. Andre Carrick just has to become a good player because he was horrible last year. Okay. And Tennessee has a big void to fill at left guard. That's the one spot they haven't found a player yet. Now, you could think maybe one of their recruits over the past couple of years could maybe step into that role after a year or two in the system. There's a few names we've talked about in the past. That's possible. But if none of them step up, Andre Carrick is going to have to fill that void. And he was, I mean, that guy stole an IL money transferring from Texas last year. He stole it. I'm just going to say that. So Tennessee needs well, to Well, you say uh, Andre Keurig may have stolen or may have been blown away. Um, I think we expect transfers 
to have an immediate impact. And I'm going to agree with you. I think he, I think he stole it. I think that he wasn't worth it. And with the transfer, you expect that. But what I just said, I'll never say that about a freshman. I don't care if it's Nico or whoever. I understand the fr- the freshmen that, that have to come in and they have to adapt. But if you're a midterm enrollee that's already played college football, I'm sorry, you're expected to have an immediate impact. So I'll never be as harsh as you just were about a high school prospect. You probably won't either. But I will certainly be that harsh about a transfer. What down is it, Coop? Cooper Mays here. Second down. Thank you, Coop. You could bring a little bit more energy, by the way. Uh, Andre Tarantine. Why does is it Turrentine Turrentine? Do we want to settle on that? I go Turrentine. Turrentine. Somebody else said Turrentine last week during a meeting. Turrentine. What has he done? Why does he need to improve? According to Caleb's column, that is on Off the Hook Sports. Tell me, Caleb. Well, um, I am calling out Andre Turrentine, and if Innsworth High School is going to prove me wrong about not being massively overrated, Andre Turrentine will be good. And so either Andre Turrentine will be good this year and Ensworth proves me wrong or he'll be bad. And I've proven right that it's the most overrated recruiting school in college in the, in the nation. So by the way, there's a young man from that area that still wants to beat the hell out of you. His name's uh, Mr. Beasley. He's going to be a Tennessee signee. We need to reach out to him and get him on the program to challenge him uh, to challenge you to your assertion that there's nothing out of uh, Nashville. By the way, you said, well, Brett- no, no, no. Caleb Beasley. I also attacked Lipscomb Academy where Caleb Beasley went. That's another oh, overrated that school too. in Nashville. That too. But by the way, you said there's nothing out of Brentwood, but Ensworth's okay. I thought about that over the weekend. You I never said there's nothing out of Brentwood. Okay. All right. I misunderstood. But you said they were different than Nashville schools. I, you, you actually, well, I don't. You said like that's a different area, like Maryville to Knoxville, right? Is what you implied. Well, also, no, Brentwood Academy doesn't just take Nashville kids a lot. You know, oh, they okay. take a lot of the best kids from all over. And okay. so it's a it's just a really, really good school that just takes elite kids, period. I, 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 I stand corrected. All right. Because uh, I was thinking about that over the weekend. I was thinking, just wait, we got to we got to analyze Andre Turrentine real quick. I'm not leaving Turrentine. Oh, okay. um, but my my quite uh, my thinking was over the weekend, has Caleb been to Innsworth and Brentwood? Because they're like a mile and a half away. There are three, all three of those private schools. I can't remember the third one, but they're literally like you could run to each of them as a reporter. All right. Uh, Caleb, so uh, why Turrentine? Why is he so important? So Tennessee, as we all know, completely overhauled their secondary this year. Nobody was losing any sleep over it. They added Jamon McCoy from Oregon State, Jacoby Thomas from MTSU. Um, I, I'm, oh my gosh, the Temple transfer is 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 eluding me right now. His name. Um, somebody on the message board, correct me on that. But they've added. A, they've they've got those three guys. Plus they've got Jordan Matthews and Ricky Gibson. But there's still a depth. Jalen McMurray. Jalen McMurray. Jalen McMurray. Okay, I thought you were talking about high school transfer. Go ahead. But. They still have, and then they have Jordan Matthews and Ricky Gibson, but they still have, a, and then they have Boo Carter coming in. So all these guys together, they should have enough for a full starting secondary, but that's a bank that they're all going to be good. You can't bank on that. You're going to miss on one or two of them. You really need Andre Turrentine to step up and Turrentine can fill one of the safety voids or he could fill the void at nickel. And Tennessee has questions on both right now. And Turrentine is a guy that they could really rely on to... If he steps up, he could play one of those voids. He, he played very strong towards the end of last year. He had an interception in the Citrus Bowl against Iowa. Now you can say it's Iowa. But actually, if you break this down, Dave, Iowa's pass offense was actually worse than it even usually is when they play Tennessee, which that means something. And so Turrentine deserves a little bit of a – I'm giving him a benefit of the doubt, 
Tennessee could really use him to maybe fill the void at nickel this year. Okay. Now somebody says Boo will start. Oh, will. I actually I actually believe he will, but we're just talking about returning players that need to improve. So there we go. And somebody asked if Caleb played high school ball. He did not that I know of. Neither did I. But also don't ask my heart surgeon if he had a heart attack. So next doesn't really up, matter if someone he, played high school ball because have you guys next, seen former players as GMs? They're next terrible. Up, next up would be what down Coop? Where are we? There, uh, uh, Tennessee center Cooper Mays here. Third down. This, this to me is number one. And I know why your number one is number one. But this guy to me has the most unfilled potential on the roster. And I don't think it's close. I think this guy could have a Darnell Wright type of ascension from one year to the next. He is coming back amongst very little fanfare. It was just kind of leaked out there because um, of someone who did their astute journalism call of the sports information department and said that, hey, uh, is this guy practicing? He is. It's Elijah Simmons. I, you know, the last guy that could do backflips at 300 pounds is Darnell Wright. I know they don't play the same position, but Elijah Simmons can simply be special. And I am not at all overstating that. I think he has the physical ability. I think that he needs to get meaner. I don't know how you change that. I've seen a lot of players. That's just how they're wired and it never clicks. And that's fine. They can be great people. Just because you're a bad football player doesn't mean that you're a bad person, but I don't know if this ever clicks for Elijah Simmons. Your thoughts on Elijah brought to you by Dynasty Pools and Spas. Imagine having the best spas made right here in the U.S. in your backyard. Well, they've got them at their showroom in Athens, DynastyPoolsAndSpas.com, and everything comes with the spa. Support, spa cover, chemicals, everything comes with it, and they'll deliver to Knoxville or Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Dynasty Pools and Spas mentioned off the hook sports get $500 off. They've got all kinds of discounts for first responders, military, and even some blemish models. You'll never notice. And uh, so check out dynasty pools and spas.com also for your pool and spa chemicals, because there's no fillers. They're the best out there. I don't know if Elijah Simmons is going to be an all American or average 15 snaps um, this fall. I really don't. And I wouldn't be surprised by either. Yeah, I'm with you on this. And here's what I said about Elijah Simmons. A lot of these other spots, Dave, if you notice, were about filling needs. Tennessee has big needs. They don't really have a need at defensive tackle. It's just what Elijah Simmons could, it's just what Elijah Simmons could elevate them to if he steps up his game. This is more about it's not filling a need. It's about reaching a, a potential of another stratosphere. Think about this for a minute. If Elijah Simmons is that is as and I put him on because of what you told me about him. If he's that generationally good, I think you and I both agree that like. All of a sudden, Tennessee, we're talking about having the best defensive front in college football next year, aren't we? Because yes. him yes. with and, James and, Pierce? Yes, I'm with you. And, and not to nitpick, generational strong, that that may be a little strong, but it's not it's not far off from what I've been told. I think he's, he's that special of a talent. I, I guess it's whether or not how you define generational. Like, I think we think Nico's a generational quarterback. Is Darnell Wright a generational lineman? Probably I mean, not. he was very good for the Bears this year as a rookie. I, I agree. I agree. Just let's say just just short of that in, in my mind, but let's not play semantics. And then number one, Cooper on fourth down. All SEC center Cooper Mays here. Fourth down. Dylan Sampson. I'm just gonna turn it over to you. 
roll, my man, because I know what you think, and I actually agree with every bit of it. Tennessee can't do what they want to do with their offense without their running game. Jalen Wright and Jabari Small have gone to the NFL. Peyton, Cam Seldon has no vision. Y'all can have all your hype about Cam Seldon, whatever. Y'all can say whatever you want. He's going to be so great for us. No, he's not. Okay, he can't see the field. He has the worst vision I've ever seen for a running back. He's not there's a running back. He, there's a reason he didn't play last year. Exactly. Um, yeah, and, and it could be because Tennessee was so, so good at running back. I get that. But there's a reason that he was a big spring player and not a big fall player. So that you rely on Dylan Sampson to be your – you, well, but where I was you going, re- you can't rely on Dylan Sampson to be like the guys last year in Small and uh, Jalen Wright. You can't be your one A, one B, and one C. He needs to be your one C, your complement. Can he be more than that? And if if not, why not? Well, this is the thing: you need him to be your one A because you don't have another option. You have to hope Peyton Lewis works out as a freshman, but you're gambling on a freshman as a running back. So you need Dylan Sampson to step up. Dylan Sampson can be your 1A if he decides that he wants to block players, okay? This is the big, big deal with Dylan Sampson. He's got to be able to pick up pass pro, and there's no excuse for him to be be two years into a program and not pick it up. I've never heard of a running back taking more than three weeks into a season not picking it up. Okay, two years is just downright embarrassing. And if he can pick that up, he could be Alvin Kamara. It's not that difficult. Um, It is usually an effort issue, to your point. I will say this. I think that um, they wouldn't keep him around if he just refused to do it. And I'm playing off a comment on what Travis said about Cam Selden on the message board. They wouldn't keep him around if they didn't think he could play. So I don't, I'm not completely with you with Selden, but I'm probably a little bit closer than those who think that he's going to be a superstar. There were a lot of people talking about him, that he was going to be Tennessee's leading rusher heading into last season and all this stuff. That that wasn't going to happen. Boy, what about the balls well represented in the Super Bowl? First, that was four downs, and it's brought to you by Dynasty Pools and Spas in one minute. Wow, Super Bowl LVRCDK, whatever it is is absolutely going to be painted in some big orange. Having the best spas made right here in the United States of America in your backyard. Dynasty Pools and Spas, their showroom is open in Athens right off the interstate. You can stop by and check out the best hot tubs and spas in the market. And delivery, yes, they can do that. It's Knoxville or Chattanooga. They've got complete support spa cover and chemicals to keep your spa bubbling at its best. They also have pool chemicals as well. Dynasty pools and spas, amazing discounts for first responders, military, and even some blemish models. It can save you a ton, and no one will ever notice. Mention Off the Hook Sports, get $500 off. Mention Off the Hook Sports, get $500 off. Dynasty Pools and Spas. Go to DynastyPoolsAndSpas.com or stop by that showroom in Athens. DynastyPoolsAndSpas.com. Dynasty Pools and Spas. Uh, how cool would it be to play in the Super Bowl? Three Vols are going to do so. Or did I leave somebody off? Is it three or four? It's three. You're right. It's three. All right. Three. It's, really, it's really just two. It's just three on rosters, basically. Okay. Um, three in the Super Bowl, or at least could walk home with a ring because they even give like the receptionist a ring. So let's start with Trey Smith. That's maybe your generational talent. And that's why I hesitate 
from saying Darnell Wright. I think there can be you can have a couple, three, four great offensive linemen in a decade. So I hesitate to call him generational. But how good is is Trey Smith? Now he had a little stumble towards the end of the game where he got called for a couple penalties and that didn't go so well. But as a whole, they've got to be very, very happy with Trey Smith as a player. And they got a super deal on him. I don't I think his contract's up after this year, but they got the great deal because of the blood clots. And he's probably, if you broke it down by dollar, the most efficient, best player in the NFL. Because he ain't making a lot of cash right now, buddy. I agree. Trey Smith is, I mean, he. I, I talked about Andre Carrick stealing NIL money. The Chiefs are stealing money, basically stealing from him right now. Trey Smith deserves way more than he's getting. This guy... The fact that he fell to a sixth round because of the blood clots is crazy. He's one of the just, he's one of, you know, his story is incredible. I mean, for those who don't remember, he had the blood clots and he couldn't play. Then he came back and he played. And not only that, but Jeremy Pruitt had to force him over to left tackle, which as you know, Dave, is not his natural position. Left guard is. And forced him into left tackle because he didn't have any left tackles. Moved him back to guard after the blood clots. And then in 2020, Trey Smith decides, I'm going to come back for my senior year solely because I need to fulfill a promise I made to my dying mom that I would graduate and get a degree when he could have been a higher NFL draft pick. Labors through that horrible 2020 season for Tennessee. By the way, a guy with blood clots in his lungs playing during COVID. I mean, just imagine that. Imagine what he's going through during that time period. And falls to the sixth round of the draft and could legitimately lead the Chiefs to a sec- help lead the Chiefs to a second straight Super Bowl. I mean, Trey Smith is one of the most, he's one of the most beloved people to ever play at Tennessee. And, you know, it's funny, Dave, there are two types of beloved Tennesseans. There's the ones that helped elevate Tennessee as a football program. And I mean, you're talking Al Wilson, Peyton Manning, those guys. And then there are players that you feel bad for because they labored at a very bad time period, but they kept their head up and, you know, held down the fort and went about their business um, doing what they needed to do. Um and you that that's Trey Smith, and you have to give Trey Smith credit for that. And don't forget this: Trey Smith also set a standard of play that continues with Tennessee. And I'll, I'll I'll tell you who told me that. Brought to you by our friends at Apex Apparel Group, design, brand, market your way. Any type of giveaways, any type of promotional products, mugs, hats, shirts, polos. It's that simple. Just go to your Apex Apparel Group, fill it out. They'll give you a free consultation. I'll call call Tyler at 865-919-3001, 865-919-3001. Other than team success, it's hard to really point to Trey Smith and say that he would have had a better career with a better coach. But the other guy, the other former ball that's going to be in the Super Bowl is Jawan Jennings, who was very good in college. I don't want to sell him short, but how good would he have been had he been under Josh Heupel. I mean, we're talking about another level of good, correct? That is, I mean, you talk about guys who dictate coverage, Dave, and Juwan Jennings fell again in the draft because he wasn't, he didn't win on the 40 time. He wasn't that good. His 40 time wasn't that good. But, I mean, this guy is a uniquely skilled, big receiver. And you know what I love about Juwan Jennings? Because we talk about this with Rue McCoy. You ever watch him with San Francisco? He's He's not the best. He's he's nowhere like you know. He's only got, I believe, um, nineteen catches for two hundred sixty-five yards and a touchdown this year. 
but I, I'll go out on a limb and say he's the best blocking receiver in the NFL right now. And that right. guy is a loyal, loyal blocker. And you have to love him for that. I mean, you got to, re- I, I, I'm sorry. I got to say, I love those receivers that are willing to do that, that are willing to do that type of work for their team. It's the one thing, you know, this Dave, it's probably the one biggest reason Randy Moss didn't get a ring because he didn't try to block at all on running plays. And he kind of gave up the play a guy, you know, very well, Kelly Washington, Kelly Washington gave away a run play or when the ball wasn't going to him with his lineup in formation, when he was out on the field for Tennessee, he would actually give it away. Well, and I think he's, I think he's better as a, just a receiver too, than, than maybe you think. Let's not forget, they got a guy named Brock Purdy who has overcome a lot, but is he the best ball distributor out there? Absolutely not. I mean, if John Jennings is with a better quarterback, I think he's a a top-end receiver. I'm not going to say one of the top 10 to 15, but I think he's pushing that mark in the NFL. And what I love about the Jawan Jennings story, if I had to sit down and write a story, is how didn't we think he was a big jack wagon when he did all the social media stuff? And as it proved out, he No, you was, thought that. Most of all nation totally sided with Jennings. Well, in the weeks after, in the media see, the day of is what I'm talking about. No, got, the day of, everybody okay. sided with Jennings. Okay, <laughs> the day of, I, and I'll still say I wouldn't have done it, and I would be disappointed with my son if he did it, even though he was right. Okay, so I will still say day up, day now. I thought it was disappointing to go on social media and air your grievances. I just don't believe in that as a family. And if you're part of a family, you don't do that. I don't I don't go and tell my friends when my wife and I are having uh, marital issues. Okay, so I just don't believe you do that as a family. You and I can agree to disagree. But as if your wife is publicly out, abusing you. Hold on, and if hold, on, hold, is, on, hold on. Okay. As it turned out, he was right. And I ask you this. If you could take what you know out of Jawan Jennings or Brew McCoy, who right now is overcoming a devastating injury, and I think it's going to be just fine, but you could take them as college players for this upcoming season. Jennings would be more of a known guy now because we don't think of him with the social media craziness. We think of him as a hard worker. Who would you take? Oh, I would take Jennings. I would, I would take Jennings. I would and too. by the way, and yeah. I feel stupid saying it. Jawan Jennings was a thousand yard receiver in Jeremy playing for Jeremy Pruitt in 2019. I believe he was a thousand, a thousand yards. I'm looking it up now. If he wasn't, he was very, very, oh, 969. Jawan Jennings was basically a thousand yard receiver with Jared Garantano throwing him the ball and Jeremy Pruitt. And on a team led by Jeremy Pruitt, who we, I don't even want to attack Jeremy Pruitt. You know this, Dave. Jeremy Pruitt wanted to play ball control. He wanted to limit the the number of possessions a team a team ran, and so wasn't as many chances to get a lot of stats. I would take Jawan Jennings. I mean, I would I would do anything to have him on my team. I love the guy, and also Jawan Jennings is responsible for the greatest play of the 21st century for Tennessee football, which is the. Last time Tennessee beat Georgia when he caught the Hail Mary from Josh Dobbs, went up and grabbed it. I I would take Jawan Jennings. I love Jawan Jennings. And again, those of us tied into the program in 2017, we all knew Butch Jones was a liar by that point. Oh, we all knew Brady Hope was a liar. Don't you, don't you get up on your high horse and preach down at me. I knew Butch Jones was a liar six months into his, his tenure. I just don't believe that you you speak outside the family. But that being said, 
Um, even even for those that still believe that, like me, Jawan Jennings is completely right in whatever wrong I saw in him. And you didn't see any wrong, and that's cool. But anyway, I, I hope nothing but the best for Jawan Jennings. And uh, going back to Trey Smith for a second, talking to Cooper Mays, Trey Smith is a big part of why Tennessee's offensive line has great culture and has overcome some difficult things. He kind of put his arm, well, to some extent, Cade Mays kind of put his arm around Trey Smith or vice versa. They were kind of the ones that bonded. And according to Cooper, it was Trey Smith who put his arm around Cooper Mays and brought him along. Let's not forget that Cooper was considered undersized and couldn't play. And now he's one of the MVP offensive linemen in the nation. He's uh, definitely one of the most valuable offensive linemen in the nation. I don't think there's any question about that. So, uh, Caleb, I, I both those guys, you've absolutely got to love. If you want to nitpick about social media like me, you can. But for the most part, those guys are maximizing their ability in the NFL. And I will still say this right now. I, I mean, I'm a Cowboys fan. I like C.D. Lamb. But I know who's throwing the football to um, Jawan Jennings. And his name's Brock Purdy. And he makes actually less than Trey Smith, who they got on a discount. I just looked it up. He makes like 900000 would I trade C.D. Lamb for Jawan Jennings? Yeah, probably if you threw in like a third or fourth round pick, I probably would. Portions of the program brought to you by Andy Mason, andymasonrealestate.com. Four decades combined experience in East Tennessee. Best prices, best service in the Knoxville area, andymasonrealestate.com. But I'm happy for those guys. What is one guy, one player that you would have liked to see win a Super Bowl that didn't? as a VFL and give me some answers on the message board because I've been struggling a little bit with today's poll question. So that just mine, might... my, mine is obvious. Okay. Well, get, lay it on me, brother. It's going to be the third former or the fourth former Vol who goes into the hall of fame. Jason Witten. I really wanted to see Jason Witten get a super bowl. Um, now you got to go Cowboys on me. I have such a love hate relationship with Caleb. Why? Yeah. Why would you bring him up? Because Jason Witten, as for as toxic as your favorite team's culture is with Jerry Jones, Jason Witten was probably the one true leader on that team. Was he not? That was a calming force that have you ever heard a negative word about Jason Witten among anybody that was around him? No, he he won the oh my gosh, help me guys on the message board. The legendary That's... can you help me the legendary defensive lineman for Dallas? Bob Lilly, sorry. He won the Bob Lilly Award, which goes to best cowboy on and off the field seven times. Bob Lilly only won it four. <laughs> I mean, they all, they talked about renaming the award, seriously. They they really did. Yeah. They sent me to they sent me to cover it when he won his seventh. I was I was at the stadium. Ironically, you want to hear something weird? Uh Calvin Hill, the former uh running back for the Dallas Cowboys, sat down next to me, told his buddy, just heard, yeah pretty serious ACL grants out again. I, I could have broke that. His son was Grant Hill. Wow. Is that not weird? weird? That's wild. By the Uncle, way, I want to give Derek stories. Owen. Derek Owen Jr. Shout out. I forgot. Yeah, Eric Berry is another one. I hate that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl the year after he retired. It's it's one of those just really bad luck things. You know what I'm talking about? But Jason Witten, Eric Berry, and Dave, is it weird that I don't feel as bad for Al Wilson because I'm like, you got your national championship ring in college. So no, I think that's a factor. I think if you don't win a championship at either level, you've got to you've got to factor that in, and that's that's hurtful because these guys want to win championships more than any, anything else. So we got Jason Witten, Eric Berry, uh, who else? Was there, I, uh, there was 
again, if you guys want to throw Super Bowl, there is Al Wilson still because, but again, he got it at in college at least. Um, okay, give me give me one more message board or Caleb, and then that'll be our poll question for today. Sometimes we got to work through these things. For me personally, and it's because Tyler he Bray. was partial. Oh, oh my gosh! Stop! <laughs> it's. For me personally, and it's because he was a partial qualifier, so he couldn't get a ring for the 98 team, it's John Henderson. Um, oh, and he didn't – no, he didn't win one in the NFL. Certainly not yeah, for he the didn't Jaguars. Win one in the NFL. He didn't go anywhere. He didn't go anywhere and, like, pick up a trash one, did he? Pick, uh, no, no, he didn't. He didn't. It okay. was the Jaguars and then the Raiders. All right, so that's our poll question. It's on the YouTube page, so if you can vote on that, please do that. What former ball – would you most like to have won a Super Bowl? I got a feeling that Eric Berry is going to take over. I don't know. Maybe it's the whole Achilles. Um, the cancer thing. And cancer. That's <laughs> so pretty tough. It to over. Well, it's funny because like three of the ones we're naming, Eric Berry, Al Wilson, and John Henderson, all, well, not Eric Berry necessarily, but you know, Henderson and Al Wilson had their careers cut short due to injury too. Dave, I got I, I got to ask you. You you probably remember when Al Wilson had the neck injury in 2006? Yes. If Al Wilson doesn't have that, he's probably going to the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's it, it really I haven't gone off on a tangent on this, but it really makes me mad that it's taking this long to get in the College Football Hall of Fame, which was just last year year before. And why is Deion Grant not in there? The best safety in my opinion in the 90s. Name a better safety in the 90s. Anything. That's a good question. You're right. I can't think of one. That's He needs to be in the Hall of Fame. You're absolutely right. Deion there's, Grant. There's, there's no question he's the next one. And, it's funny. And you, you brought up how many people, unfortunately, there are some people from the 99 team who knew they were going to the NFL and kind of dialed it in a little bit, phoned it in. Deion Grant was not one of those guys, was he? <laughs> oh, no. And Deion Grant stays for another year. He's the defensive Peyton Manning if they don't hire Larry Slate. No, oh, I could... I could believe that. I could believe that. And they could have, by the way, the secondary in 2000, you remember Dave, that was the one reason Tennessee was rebuilding. It wasn't the quarterback issue. They, they couldn't, they had Willie miles was their best defensive back that year. <laughs> and that's why they struggled. Uh, not, not to go too far back in history. Um, but do you remember who the coach was before um, Larry Slade? I do not actually. I'm not. That's one that you got me on. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll discuss that after this. Uh, uh, I'll just tell you this. If he stays on staff, they win two more two more national championships because he's one of the best recruiter of all time. So we'll discuss that uh, here in just one moment. Also coming up on the program, I, I'm really excited about this next topic because I, I think that um, maybe as much as I love him, maybe uh, Caleb Calhoun's crazy takes have gone a little too far. Could Nico win a Super Bowl like in 13 days? With Caleb Calhoun, I'm Dave Hooker, all the sports. Sand and salt water, the beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK Vision Correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. 
Sports Treasures in North Knoxville is one of the South's largest sports cards and memorabilia dealers, featuring over 10 million sports cards from vintage to modern. Sports Treasures carries a full line of hobby boxes, singles, autographed memorabilia, Tennessee ball collectibles, fan cave decorations, and so much more. See a museum full of collectibles at Sports Treasures, 4819 North Broadway in Fountain City, and Sports Treasures on Facebook. Sports Treasures, where the real sports fan goes to shop. Have you seen the latest TriStar Hats Co. product? TriStar Hats Co.? What's that? You know, those really cool hats, shirts, tumblers, and even license plates with three stars like the official Tennessee flag and stripes like the American flag. Pretty patriotic if you ask me. Ah, gotcha. Seen those. Those are cool. Where can I get them? Simple. TriStarHatsCo.com. And if you order now, there's 10% on any order $50 or more. Plus, use the promo code HOOKED. With the promo code HOOKED, you get 10% off. That's HOOKED. And don't forget free shipping with any order over 50 bucks. Stock up at TriStarHatsCo.com. That's TriStarHatsCo.com. There are plenty of wannabes out there, so make sure you go to TriStarHatsCo.com for the best quality and customer service. Will do, and I'll be sure to use the promo code HOOKED. That's HOOKED when I do to save an additional 10% off. TriStarHatsCo.com. TriStar Hats Co. is a trademark of TriStar Hats Co. LLC. Any use without express written consent is prohibited. The Dave Hooker Show, represented by Banks and Jones, Tennessee's trial attorneys. Play to win, banksjones.com. Um, who's this guy? Hello, wizard. The Dave Hooker Show, Ooh. a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. What? YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. Back to Dave Hooker. Two words, kids, and you're talking about multiple championships for the balls. Not just the 98 national championship, but another one. And Dion Grant certainly comes back from what I've been told. We're talking about Dion Grant deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. So um, do me a favor here. His name is absolutely slipping my mind. And I've Googled during the break, Tennessee's deep fits the backs coach in 1998. Look that up. I already found it. I did my research. Okay, thank you. It's uh, Kevin Ramsey. Kevin Ramsey. Kevin Ramsey was right up there with Rodney Garner at the time as one of the greatest recruiters. I'm not sure what he has done since. Uh, maybe you could uh, update me. Uh, yeah, Kevin Ramsey. Hmm. Go ahead. He became Georgia's defensive coordinator in 99. Then he went to Michigan to coach defensive backs in 2000. Then he coached Arizona. Then he went to the NFL to coach the Cardinals from 2000 to 2002. Coached Arizona State in 03. Coached Carson Newman from 04 to 08. And then Texas Southern, Alabama State. He is now, he coached high school at Clark Atlanta from 2015 to 2018. And is now the defensive coordinator at Mountain Point High School in Arizona. So before you got to the point where you can see that his career started to, to, Go down a little uh, oh, bit. Oh, wait. A Clark Atlanta's not high school. Sorry. That's that's college. Yeah. I apologize. That's fine. No, I, I don't I don't want to say his career went down, but but like when it started to go out of the spotlight, it was because you know he's he doesn't want as much pressure on coaching. But at the time, he was one of the best recruiters going. There's no question about it. Tennessee would have won uh, another championship or two because I believe their entire their entire roster would have been better. I think their defensive backs would have been coached better. You all remember the Larry Slade thing. I mean, that didn't work. And then Pat Washington 
was the receivers coach. That didn't work either. All right. Crazy Caleb take. Part 508. I mean, what, what am I doing with this guy? All right. What the H? What the? What was he thinking? Release the hounds. The Dave Hooker Show. Keep cool. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. I'm going to make the statement so that Caleb doesn't have to sound crazy. Because I want to look out for my guy and his reputation. But here's what Caleb thinks. He thinks Nico could win a Super Bowl right now. Not a national championship, but a Super Bowl. What are the parameters of this argument, Caleb? If Nico were on the right team right now, like starting tomorrow, would he be capable of leading them to a Super Bowl? Absolutely and not. Yes. That's he would crazy. Be. He would be. He would be. Um, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to go even crazier. Um, if Nico Iamaliava were starting for Baltimore yesterday, they'd be in the Super Bowl right now. You suck. Yeah, jackass. Wait, I thought I felt like you were going to give me the paint point on that one. <laughs> I should have, but I couldn't flip the screen over. So, I mean, is that what you want? They're like, that is total bullshit. Come on. I'm the biggest. Everybody on this board knows that I am the biggest Nico guy in the world. I would have started him out of the shoot last spring. He would be coming up on his second spring practice as a starter to me. Sorry, Joe Milton, but there are plenty of races you can run and long throws that you can do, like into a carnival sort of atmosphere. <laughs> come on that was pretty funny Caleb like he's a carnival yeah look at the amazing look at the amazing throwy guy he can throw, he can no, it doesn't matter what the object is no one can throw an object further than the amazing throwy guy um but come on he ain't ready to win a Super Bowl stuff happens a lot Bastard. Orange Blood says it's time for a pink slip and a straight jacket. I'm with you. Dylan says that's a reach and a half. Nico is 19 years old. All right, here, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, from now on, I've got I got a new – you can call it a prop, but I call it probably awesome. Okay, but I've, I, got a, I got a present over the weekend. We saw some friends who I hadn't seen since Christmas. So I'm going to put on this hat – Every time that we have a debate, and I'm incredibly right. Not just the average debate, but this one. Here we go. Hold on. I got to take my headphones off, Caleb. Is that all right? Go ahead, take it off. Caleb Tate, which Pape Manning says. Like, that is total bullshit. Okay. So, here you go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put taking the headphones off. Guys, we're watching Dave take the headphones off, and he's going to put on a hat because he wants to expose me. Okay, so hold um, on. Hold on. All right, so I got the front covered up, so you can't read it yet. But I'm gonna take it off. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna remove, remove my hand, and now I, I I will tell you. This is why you should believe me. Here you go. What is this? It's backwards. Because it is backwards. You, <laughs> what should what we believe, Dave? Say? What does the hat say? I'm something. I'm Dave. Of course it's, I'm. Of course I'm right. I'm Dave. That's what it says. Go. Message board back me. How do I mirror the cam? Tell me, tell me how Smoky Mountain Red. But there is absolutely no 
way that Nico would be ready to win a Super Bowl. That being said, fallout zone with a great question. Which team in the Super Bowl would Nico be a better fit? Oh, um, I would say Andy Reid, the, the Chiefs. I mean, he's not going to be better than Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying he would replace Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going there, but I'm saying like, <laughs> but if but, but if Patrick, but if but if Patrick Mahomes stepped out and they passed an NFL instead of a transfer rule and they called Nico, you think he'd be just fine? Yep, I think he'd be just fine. I think he'd be just fine, and I'm going to say it. I will say it. And here's the point I want to bring up. The game, you guys talk about how fast the game is nowadays. The game is only that fast if you are the type of quarterback where the whole, everything is put into your hands. Like what Carolina is doing with Bryce Young. You can agree with me on that, right? They're putting everything in Bryce Young's hands at Carolina or what the Colts did with Peyton Manning. Yes. But if you have a, there's a lot of offensive coordinators now that actually have, have simplified their offense to a level where many quarterbacks, it's a lot easier to just pick things up quickly, i.e. what Todd Munkin did at Baltimore this year for Lamar Jackson. I don't think the game moves that slow for Lamar Jackson. I don't. I think he's had Greg Roman and Todd Munkin to call to be great offensive coordinators for him. I think the same with Joe Brady at Buffalo this year. I think the game moves a little too fast for Josh Allen. I think Joe Brady is – Josh Allen has just had great offensive coordinators for his career. I think Nico, because, because he processes well enough, and we saw it, Dave, you watched the Iowa game. Nico reacts like that. He's one of the fastest reactors I've, I've seen play football, quite honestly. And that's a big deal. I think if you have him in the right team, I think if you put him on Baltimore and you let Todd Munkin develop him the way he did with Lamar, I think Nico Iamaliava right now would be good. And this is why, by the way, I have always made the case. I'm so glad the NFL has the three-year rule of college. Because I think there are some players that could go straight out of high school to the NFL. Marcus Lattimore could have done it no, with South Carolina. Not. Marcus Lattimore could have done it. Marcus Jamal Lewis could have done it. Jamal Lewis could have been an NFL player the minute he got out of high school. Well, he couldn't handle pass pro Dylan Sampson style. That's the biggest problem. I want to go to the message board where people are having fun at Caleb's expense, which I'm kind of okay with today. Campbell Cunningham, Taylor, and Han enjoy life better when you see better. Local vision service for LASIK, cataract surgery, and regular I examination. So here is what the message board is saying. Travis poking fun in a very sarcastic way. Iowa, Detroit Lions, basically same opponent. Um, is there not? Dylan says no film study, no playbook memorization. Come on, man, that's a diagnosis. No, for I don't mean like tomorrow. I mean like he needs like I mean a, a, a year like working with the team. I'm not saying like you plug Nico like tomorrow and go put him in the Super Bowl. Okay, look and... at my guy Fallout Zone who looks like he's going to be a new commenter on the program. He says he agrees with Caleb. Now there are Love two the different, there, there are two different discussions we're having. Could he have gotten a team to the Super Bowl in the perfect scenario had he been a rookie, right? And then there's another, if Andrew, if if Patrick Mahomes said, I can't go um, for the Super Bowl, I've got to go hang out at a Taylor Swift party with Travis Kelsey. Would, could you call Nico and get by? So give me your answer to both of them. Okay, no. crazy. No, you couldn't call Nico and be like, hey, you got two weeks to prepare for the Super Bowl and you never played. I wasn't going there. <laughs> okay. 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 I was saying if you gave the, Nico an offseason, give him an offseason. But of the two teams in the Super Bowl, we think he would be easier. We think he'd be better there because of what, a quarterback guru and Reed? If he'd had yes. two in 13 yes. days? Okay. Yes. Okay, that's, that's, yes. that's mute. 
as they say in Saudi Daisy, Tennessee. That's a mute point. All right. It's a moot point. All right. So what about the other? If he's drafted last year and he's starting for the Lions or the Chiefs the whole year, could he have gotten him to the Super Bowl? Actually, believe it or not, no, it's if he's drafted this year. Last year, he wasn't big enough. I told you guys he wasn't big enough all of last year. It's because now, if you drafted him now, he would win a Super Bowl for 2024. Absolutely. And if Nico right now, now, you know what? I'll say this. I'll say this. If the, if the Ravens drafted him last year, if the Ravens drafted him last year, they started Lamar for the season. And then in the playoffs, they said, you know what? We think this Nico is better than Lamar. We're going to bench Lamar and start Nico. He's fully, he's, he's at his size now. The Ravens would be in the Super Bowl right now. The Ravens would absolutely be in the Super Bowl if they started Nico over Lamar. Oh, dokey. All righty. Uh, I thought I was the highest on Caleb, but you're the highest on me. No, I thought I was the highest on Nico. I'm glad you're so uh, high but, on me, Dave. But apparently, I was uh, smoking the street weed, and he's got the straight hydro. Um, is what they call it. Tough question of the day: Does Caleb fantasize about marrying Nico? Caleb says, "I'm your huckleberry." Yeah, he'll do it. <laughs> All right, and Caleb Iamaliava does run off the tongue well, doesn't it? it no, Iamaliava doesn't run off any tongue well ever. Poor so Bob. So Nico Kessling. should take my last name, is what you're saying. Let's all take a moment and say a little prayer for Bob Kessling, the play-by-play voice of Tennessee, as he tries to say Iamaliava all entire season long, running into <laughs> you- the checkerboards, which is technically a grammatical error. But anyway, uh, Derek says, Monterey, Tennessee K-System is listed as a safe place by the U.S. military in an event of a nuclear disaster. Might want to put that in your back pocket. Yeah, you might want to, Caleb. And I'll tell you, it's a great place to see Rumors, the cover band for Fleetwood Mac, which I did a couple of months back. Great acoustics. And so you could get up there in front of everybody. We wouldn't have to worry about aliens or nuclear disasters. Because you've got these weird conspiracy theories, and you could actually talk to everybody, and your acoustics would be fantastic. <laughs> Caleb, I can't tell if I've actually made Caleb mad for the first time. I am just going to say that uh, for those conspiracy theorists, and I know some that think the deep state is like rigging NFL and college football games. Um. Maybe I could get the deep state on my side to rig things for Nico and have him in the NFL next year. Um, I'm saying I got some calls. I got some Illuminati. Do you have I have some Illuminati connections, Dave? Do you? I, I don't. I don't even believe in having Siri in my house because I feel like somebody's recording me. Now, um, we're not comparing Patrick Mahomes to <laughs> to Nico. That was actually George McIntyre that we did last week. But uh, Andrew says, next time I need a break from reality, I'm going to hang out with Caleb. Now, I'll say this. If you ask me right now, to what kind of odds would I have to take for Nico winning the Super Bowl one day? I would need at least 20 to 1 just because we're talking about an unproven college quarterback. And it's hard to win even if you're one of the best quarterbacks. Dan Marino is the best natural thrower, and he never won one. So he also refused a running game, as you know. He absolutely refused and fought against having a running game his whole career. Well, that that's that's speculation. And I and I would speculate to say he was a bad teammate, too. Okay. I think Peyton Manning, you remember we've talked about you don't call somebody a name, but you can say they're yeah. acting like one. I think Peyton Manning was don't play like a jack wagon, 
I think Dan Marino is the top of you know, you're nothing but a darn jack wagon. That's I you just don't that. he was not he's not a chemistry guy from what I've been told, somebody that was actually on that team. All right, there we go. So I I, I tell you what. Um Caleb Baltimore should have called Nico that yeah. they can't because the NFL has that three does year it rule. Sound crazy? Yes, it does. Is it crazy? Say yes yes it is would you draft if you were okay let's okay if you were the bears would you draft the rights to nico next year rather than draft anything else well it'd be oh yeah it would be in no it'd be the end he of wouldn't be he won't he wouldn't be eligible he wouldn't be eligible no draft the rights to him I meaning i'm gonna go ahead and draft him to be on my team next year kind of like what the celtics did with larry bird uh uh 40 years ago where they drafted the rights to him before he came out Okay, and those rules have been changed so that if they sit out a year, you don't have to, but you don't have to go to that team. But if if that were the case, no, I haven't seen enough. Don Self, State Farm, customer service still matters. State Farm agent Don Self and his team take customer service seriously for well over 40 years. They built their business and reputation on taking care of their customers in College Dell and Ottawa, as well as the greater Chattanooga area. 423-396-2126. Please give Don Self a call. 423-396-2126. DonSelf.net. DonSelf.net. Mention Off the Hook Sports. Support our sponsors. That's why we're here. At the end of the day, though, let me ask you this. When we're having this conversation in about three years, it depends on the class. So you don't have to go crazy Caleb take here. But would you be surprised if Nico's not a top five pick? I mean, let's be honest. He could have an Andrew uh, Peyton Manning come out in the same year, and those were considered generational guys, a John Elway. I mean, those things could happen. I think Caleb Williams is actually in that situation where he's going to get pushed down by, I believe, a Drake mate, or vice versa. But top five pretty much tells you you're an elite quarterback talent. You're not sliding back like Brady Quinn in the first round because people have questions about your ability. They're just matching you against other people. So I don't necessarily want to say top one as opposed to top five. So would you take an even bet? Would you be surprised if Nico's not a top five quarterback selection in the NFL one day? Oh, yeah. In the 2026 NFL draft, that's what it would be. I Because I don't think Nico's staying three years or uh, four years. If Nico stays four years, then there's a problem. For, I'm just going to be honest. Something went the way that Tennessee did not want it to go. If he stays and, four total, three playing. Yes. Yes, three playing, four total, then there's a problem. I, I, and I would be surprised if, if Nico's not a top five pick. And I can't believe I'm saying that about the guy going into his sophomore year. I'm usually the more conservative one, but I really wouldn't. Now, Tra- Travis said something that, hey, can you can you help me out here, Travis? He said ESPN has Nico like 12th available. I, I'm not... I'm not sure what that means. And you say no one wants the rights to them. Is there already some sort of ranking out there? Fallout Zone says uh, he has to be a top three pick or he was a letdown in college. Let's go top five, and I'm, I'll am i roll with you. Um, I mean, I kind of agree, though. Kind of agree with Fallout Zone. I mean, I, look, I think Nico should be – the only reason he may not be that high is I think people would be skeptical about Josh Heupel quarterbacks. Um, because And you know how that works, Dave. There were people that – Oh, made, yeah, like uh, the Jeff Tedford. And then Aaron Rodgers yes. changed all that. Jeff Tedford had a bunch of guys uh, b- bomb, 
in the NFL. Now, that was stupid because I thought he was a really good quarterback coach. You could at least make the argument that the system makes Tennessee's quarterbacks look better. Well, Jeff Tepper did not develop his quarterbacks properly when it came to footwork for the NFL. So I don't know if you know when Aaron Rodgers got drafted by Green Bay, Mike McCarthy had to send him to a quarterback camp to like retrain his footwork for a full year before he could step onto the field. Okay, I'll just tell you this. At a professional coach, tell me, he wasn't a scout, but a professional coach said that he would completely retrain how Tennessee teaches their quarterbacks and their footwork. But that the NFL's just, more willing to do that now than they were in 2005. Right, so you could sit a year like Hendon Hooker if you needed to, but right now, he, he explained to me, and I don't want to get belabored because I know when we get too inside baseball, some people don't like it, but but as it was explained to me, the footwork is set to always go to the left or right side. So you can't see his feet as a defensive back, so you don't know where he's going. Uh, but that's why I thought it was so impressive. The first pass that Nico had that I thought was called back, he went a one, two, three read and then went to the right side on his left. So he went one, two, three read on the left and then to his right, which he ended up running, but he at least looked to his right. But I did have a coach tell me that footwork under Josh Heupel is an issue, and he thinks that that's got to be overcome for college quarterbacks, for what it's worth. Um, but does that mean that there's another level for Hendon Hooker, that there's another level for Nico? That's the way most coaches will look at it. They will say, I've got the raw ability. I'm super coach. I can overcome that. That's what that's what they'll do. That's the way they believe. So I don't think it's going to hurt him as far as – where he gets drafted. Now, Josh Heifel, what do you think he was ranked among the uh, SDC coaches recently in a column by Connor Obra that I like? I happen to like Connor. I think he does uh, good work. Um, I know that his columns are to get people clicking, get people talking like us, and we have to some extent – uh, entered a mini list season like best stadiums in the SCC um, where we can debate those things. And we're not going to get caught up in that in the summer when everybody puts out those lists. But I did find this interesting. Have you seen yet where, where Josh Heupel is ranked among SEC coaches, Caleb? Uh, I, have, Connor O'Gara. I have heard, but I haven't actually read it. Okay. Fair to say. All right. So it is. Uh, you apparently get a seventh, right? Yes. Okay. So my question for you is where would you have him right now? And who would you have him behind? Not based off potential, but based off what you have actually seen, which you would hang your results. Yes. So, but a little, but a little potential. I would have him up one spot higher. I think it's unfair to have him below Mark Stoops. If, if if I'm being honest, um, three, and zero against him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how he's below Mark Stoops, quite honestly. Um, you know what? I'd have him at number five. I'd have him ahead of Steve Sarkeesian, too. I would. Um, so I'd have him at number five. I get Kalen DeBoer. I'm not a believer in Kalen DeBoer, but he did take Washington to a national title game. Um, you know what? No, I'm going – no, I'd have him behind Lane Kiffin just because Lane Kiffin has had two 11 and two seasons at Ole Miss at this point. I don't really factor USC against Lane Kiffin. I think that Lane Kiffin – just took a really, really bad job and shouldn't have taken the USC job. And I don't think any coach could have won there. And that was just Lane given karma for taking a job that he shouldn't have taken. Okay. So and... here's the ranking. I'm going to run the whole thing down. Uh, Jeff Lebby at Mississippi state. We just don't know enough about him yet. Clark Lee at Vanderbilt. Good Lord's Vanderbilt. 
you got to like the fact that Billy Napier, if you're a Tennessee fan at 14, Sam Pittman, Arkansas, let's all root for him, but he's limited. Shane Beamer, South Carolina, Brent Venables, Oklahoma. It seems a little bit low after the season they had, uh, but I'm not high on him at all. Mike Elko at Texas A&M, I would have him higher based off potential. Again, we're going to what they have achieved at some point, and this is Connor's list, not mine. Eli Drinkwitz, Mizzou, Hugh Freeze, Auburn, then Josh Heupel, uh, Tennessee at seven, then Stoop, Sarkeesian, as you mentioned, Lane Kiffin, number four, Kaylin DeBoer is number three, Brian Kelly, number two, Kirby Smart, number one. Now, let me tell you why I tend, I think that Hypo will be a top three coach by the end of the Nico era, as long as he doesn't leave school early to win 58 Super Bowls, which is what Caleb Calhoun believes will be the case. Um, why not? Why not 59? That's right. <laughs> I mean, there's as many Super Bowls as there's been to this point in our lives. Um, I think he'll be at the end of the Nico era, and I'm I'm taking I'm sidestepping a little bit. I think he'll be tied for three, so I think he'll be a top three coach. And my my column is on offthehooksports.com. I think at the end of the Nico era, it'll still be Kirby Smart number one. It'll be Steve Sarkeesian number two. Because, and I don't, I don't say this lightly. I've been told he's he's sober. I think he's a very good offensive. Mind. I think he, I think Star, Steve Sarkeesian and Kobe Bryant actually explains this about himself. He's very good at everything, but he's not elite at everything. So Kobe will tell you he was an elite quickness. He was an elite speed. He was an elite jumper. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian, I don't think is an elite offensive mind. I don't think he's an elite head coach. I don't think he's an elite NIL guy, but I think he's very, very good at all those things, which might be better. I think that um, you, know, you, you just don't want to have an incredible deficiency uh, in your in your coaching approach. And then I think what will be tied for third will be Josh Heupel and Lane Kiffin. And I'm not picking those out there to get you guys rowdy. I just think they'll both have that type of success. I think lanes will be more up and down in the next uh, two years. I think he could have an 11-win season, and he could have an eight. I think that Heupel will have two 10-win seasons in the next two years. So you can judge that how however you like, but that would be my top three. What would be your top three at the end of the Nico era? I agree. Kirby Smart will be number one because I think you and I agree. Even if Josh Heupel wins every game over the next few years and back-to-back national titles, could he? I still don't know if he could surpass Kirby Smart because Kirby Smart has that extra SEC title and just has done it since 2016. It would just be too hard. Yeah, um, and he's still and he's probably still going to rank ahead of him against recruiting. So if like if you looked forward, you would say well, Kirby's still going to yeah. keep rolling. We don't know. Nobody knows if Heupel will roll without Nico, but. I'm going to say if he's not number two in two years, Dave, it is a disappointment because I'm going to tell you why he should be number two. Mm-hmm. If Hypo wins a national championship over the next two years, he's automatically a number two, right? Ahead of Sarkeesian and ahead of Lane Kiffin and ahead of Brian Kelly. If he wins a national title, yes, he is definitely number two. Then he's going to be number two because he's going to win a national title with Nico. And that's just going to happen. You are way higher on Steve Sarkeesian than I am. I think that Arch Manning made a mistake for quarterback development going to Steve Sarkeesian. I think Steve Sarkeesian is going to be featured on a lot of our football IQ segments next year with John Adams because he was, he, he, he already was on it. He called his, his dumb in-game decisions cost Texas 
in the playoff game against Washington. And Kalen DeBoer was stupid in that game too with some of his decisions. His decisions were stupid. I shouldn't call him stupid. His decisions were stupid <laughs> with almost giving Texas a chance to come back. And so because of that, I think Steve Sarkeesian is going to be an easy one to get past. I think Lane Kiffin's going to be an easy one to get past because, like you said, he's going to have a roller coaster. In three years, there will be a clear-cut top three in SEC coaches. Kirby Smart, Josh Heupel, and Brian Kelly, because I think Brian Kelly will win a national championship because I think that it's very, very, very easy to win a national championship in Louisiana so yep. or at LSU. Here's another thing. Don't, you said something earlier that I want to dispute for a second, and I know they're kind of thinking this over at Tennessee just a little bit. Uh, could Nico be a senior one day? I, d- I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility, I'll tell you why. It's brought to you by the Hemp House, the premier hemp dispensary online with a wide variety, great selection, and strict standards to ensure you only receive the best in CBD or Delta products. Hemp House Chat with 2Ts.com. Hemp House Chat with 2Ts.com. I, I was driving in, in Knoxville yesterday, as a matter of fact. I had a um, I was driving out in West Knoxville. And I see, um, by the way, congratulations on the University of Tennessee, Caleb. They picked two of the two of their best volunteers to be on billboards, Cooper Mays and Jacob Warren. Who else did nice. that? Nice. Who, who, who else did that? Huh? What other place did that? What other, what other place features Cooper Mays and Jacob Warren? I don't, I don't know. know. Like an OTH thing or something. Maybe off six sports. I don't know. Um, if Nico is as good as we believe, and you and I both believe it, maybe to varying degrees, he's going to be on every billboard, dude. Um, he, he's going to be a star. And then you got year two to be another star. If he wins a championship, like you say, look up for me while I'm making this argument. What, uh, who was a mid round pick in the NFL at quarterback last year? Hendon Hooker. No, no, no. I, when I say mid first round, mid first round. They're, oh, they're, 20. Okay. Mid first round quarterback pick. I would say, uh, see Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson went fourth. Um, okay, there was no mid first round pick. Okay, oh, wait, 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 wait. I can give you Will Levis at 33rd, high second. Okay. Let's take Will Levis and find out <laughs> what Nico his... is not better than Will Levis. That's the problem. Uh, no, 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 I agree. But let's say worst case slip for whatever reason. They could find something wrong with his you know, knee, like a meniscus partial tear. And anyway, so find out what Will Levis, what his contract was. Because there's a hope at Tennessee. You're, the guy's already getting $2 million for that one year. His yeah, year. Two, but now, Will Levis' contract on, is Work, for, work hmm. with me. There's a hope that more NIL money could come because he's that good. And depending on who's going to draft him, much like we saw John Elway and Eli Manning do, they bucked who was going to draft them. He has the ability to come back to college football. Now, here's the difference in why these numbers could get closer to lining up. I know that he's going to make more money in the NFL. Caleb's looking up those numbers now. I know that that contract's going to be bigger. But don't forget the thing that we haven't talked about because NIL came along in a couple of years. These insurance contracts that they get, the insurance coverage, will offset anything he could have made. So let's not take the number one guy because you're not going to pass up being the number one guy in the NFL draft. And you're not going to pass up being a top five guy. But what's Will Levis' money just to give me an idea? 
It's four years, nine and a half million total. So he's making a little over two million per year. Probably about two point three million for a year, I'd say. Guys, that's doable. You are entering a period in NIL. Start to change your thinking. Where first of all, you're paying guys to stay as much to come. And second, Nico's already making two mil. So what is yes? If Nico is not a top five pick by 2026, Josh Hypo will be the biggest disappointment in the history of college football. Okay, that's a little hyperbole for me, but let's play that. Let's play that game too. Okay, so uh, Bryce Young was the number one pick, right? Correct. What did Bryce Young get? Can you look that up? Let's oh, I saw. I just up. saw. I just saw. I just saw the money. It was like absurd, but um, let's see it. it let's see. Let's see NIL it. cannot compete with it. Bryce okay, Young has a. Four- Hold on. Let's let's. let's okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Bryce Young has a four-year, $38 million contract, an average annual salary of $9.488 million. Okay. Now, you think NIL you say can compete with that? Hold on. Hold on. You say it's not even possible. However, and you're not going to pass up being the number one pick in the draft for a lot of reasons, but – much like Cooper Mace. Cooper Mace was going to be a fourth to seventh round pick. That's a minimum of $950,000. He didn't get that from NIL money to stay at Tennessee. If you're Nico and you're coming off a championship, as you so optimistically believe, is it not worth the program, the city of Knoxville, the state, to at least make it debatable? especially if it's a team you don't want to go to. I don't know who that team would be. I'm the one who ripped the Lions, and now they've had a pretty good year. So I'm not going to rip and pick any one particular team. But if you're John Elway and Eli Manning, there were teams that you didn't want to go to and you used leverage. Is it out of the realm of possibility to think that you could get to 6 to $8 million and match a $10 million a year contract to say, hey, stay here. You know these dudes. I don't think that's going to be out of the realm of possibility in two or three years based off people I talk to that know NIL better than me. I don't think this is crazy at all. You started, Uh, wait a second. You started the conversation thinking I'm crazy. Now you're thinking, are you not? I would say that I think that they will, I would consider opening the checkbook. I don't know if Josh Heupel and them would though, because what if they just believe? What if they would rather have less money and have George McIntyre and the and other talent around George McIntyre by that point? That is a great argument. That's great. I mean, I I can't argue with that, but I'm just saying I think you could get the dollars together when we get two years down the line. I think they could do that a little bit closer than you seem to believe. And that's fair, but we're looking at 10 million compared to 2 million. And that's a big difference. I mean, that that's, that's a significant difference. No doubt about that. So um, coming up on the program, who made the best hire in the off season, a lot of coaches to replace and we'll reset. What former Vol would you most like to have won a super bowl as it is that time stop for a second. Please click the thumbs up button. It means a lot to me. I appreciate that. Click that thumbs up button. Let's bring more people in. Let's grow this thing as we've continued to do. And we absolutely 
love you. And we've got a big new facet of off the hook sports that's going to come in where basically if, you, if you're doing what you're doing right now, you, you do a very tiny amount of cash, you're going to be able to win great stuff. Now, I'm not giving away my hat. Of course, Dave Hooker's always right. Of course, I'm right. I'm Dave. I'm not giving away my hat, but there's a lot of other stuff, though, that uh, I can uh, line up you uh, line up for some prizes, including working with sports treasures. So we're excited about that. All right. So I, I, I want to ask this question and I'm going to I'm going to answer it honestly. Some of you guys are not going to like the answer, but the best coaching hire was made of all the schools that were looking for a coach in the offseason. It was made in the SEC. And I'm sorry, but it was by one of Tennessee's rivals. Two minutes with Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker off Doug Sports. Got cataracts? We can fix that. Never miss another moment. With a little help from Drs. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at cctis.com. Hi, I'm Rick Terry, and we at Rick Terry Jewelry Designs pride ourselves in the highest quality craftsmanship from a family-owned business here in Knoxville for over 35 years. At Rick Terry Jewelry Designs, we also take pride in being an affordable option for all your game day accessories, especially those fire opals. At Rick Terry Jewelry Designs, we want to be your jeweler every day and especially on game day. Go Vols! Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. We believe every day is a good day to be thirsty. With free samples on draft and lots of flavors to choose from, Tennessee Cider Company prepares a hard cider that's easy to enjoy. Some say it's the signature cider of the South. Others say it's the cure to your craving. They all say you'll savor every sip. The area of Gatlinburg has so much to offer, and so does Tennessee Cider Company. Add us to your list for shopping and fun experiences. You'll be glad you made the trip. Find our cidery in the Mountain Mall on the Gatlinburg Parkway. Sip smart. Sip the good stuff. Sip Tennessee Cider Company. Thirsty yet? Doors open at 10 a.m. The Dave Hooker Show, represented by Banks and Jones, Tennessee's trial attorney. Play to win, banksjones.com. You're listening to The Dave Hooker Show. A presentation of OffTheHookSports.com. The internet is full of pictures of each and every one of you. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off The Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Is there nothing you people can't do? Also available on OffTheHookSports.com. Who made the best hire? The best off-season hire and one that will be dissecting for years, years, and if not decades. I mean, we're still talking about the goofy hires that Alabama made in the 1990s before they got, uh, oh, what's his name, um, after Mike Shula. I love going up to an Alabama fan nowadays and saying, 
Uh, so what do you think about the Kalen DeBoer hire? You know, actually, I think we might be a little bit better. What? <laughs> I mean, I've gotten some of that. He, I, you know, he, he, he could be as good of a recruiter, and he's an offensive mind. You know, just we didn't have that with Saban. To be fair, to be fair, do you remember how many times how many do you remember how many times Tennessee fans are like, well, this quarterback could be as good as Peyton? He's the next Peyton, man. <laughs> I mean, do you remember Philip Fulmer in 2005 going out on TV and telling everybody Eric has the same qualities Peyton Manning has? Talking about Eric Ainge. Yes. Yes. Uh Dylan's oh, I've been a loyal Alabama fan since 2009. Who was the coach before Nick Saban? Uh I don't I don't remember. Uh, but I'm going to go shop for some Georgia hats here in a second. That's what I'm going to do. I also know that Chicago Bulls fans on Twitter in 2009 thought Derrick Rose was going to surpass Michael Jordan as the greatest bull of all time. Uh, that, that that didn't happen. And, the, and remember we got the next Jordan? We got everybody from Vince Carter to Grant Hill to – There were – Kobe and – Baron Davis. Kobe oh, was, I forgot about Baron Davis. Kobe was at least comparable, so I'll give him that. So, uh, it is he wasn't, he wasn't at the number show. He wasn't as good though. He just wasn't. No, good. I thought, I thought poor man's isn't the right term in this scenario, but I thought he was, uh, a, he's a top 10, 12 player versus yes, but, but you're, yeah, he's a top 10, 12 player version of Michael Jordan. But the way, the way he played in kind of everything was kind of like a, a poor man's Jordan. He even, he even developed the, from the elbow turnaround just for fun. It was just like everything. Yeah, that's was just true. Like, Everything is just a little down, you know? Today's tough question. Take a side. Take a stand. The Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of offthehooksports.com. All right. The college coaching carousel is over. Who made the best hire? And I'm going to double it up. Who held the best coaching search? Okay, so first of all, ESPN grades the hires. Give us the ones that we care about, Caleb. So Sherrod Moore to Michigan, I think, is an interesting one. He's a B plus. Um, we don't care about Arizona. We don't care about Washington. Um, Alabama, Caitlin DeBoer to Alabama is considered an A minus. Um, Mike Elko to Texas A&M is a B plus. Um, Day's favorite head coach, Manny Diaz, is going to Duke and somehow got an A minus. That's not an A minus. Um, I don't like that. That's a good hire for Duke. I don't like Manny Diaz, but I do think a it's a great hire. hire for Duke. It's a terrible hire. Manny Diaz is not a good coach. Um, Duke's a terrible going, program. Uh, Je- uh, more SEC, Jeff Levy to Mississippi State, former Hypo offensive coordinator. He uh, They got a B for that hire. Um, and moving on down, I'm trying to – no one cares about Michigan State. No one cares about Syracuse. No one cares about Oregon State. That's pretty much it. I, I I I covered the ones people care about. Maybe if you want to say people care about Michigan State, uh, they hired that Jonathan Brown guy, I believe, from uh, Oregon State. So um, Jonathan Smith, excuse me, um, who's going to replace Mel Tucker, who um, apparently you know likes to have a little fun over the phone. Okay, so Dylan says the Alabama coaching search was pure entertainment. I agree with almost everything Dylan says, but we're 180 degrees different. I thought it was incredible because they targeted who they wanted and they went out and got them. Okay. Now I don't agree with who they hired. I think the hire is a B minus. Okay. But I think the way they did it and they were concise and they had a plan. So either they've been planning on this for three or four years, because we've all known that Nick Saban's going to retire sometime or 
they they moved quickly because he gave them a little bit of information. Either way, they moved quickly. They got who I think they wanted, either their first or second choice. So I'm I'm down with that one. I think it's not a good hire. It's not a great hire. It's not an elite hire, but it was a good coaching search. So we'll have to disagree on that with some of our message board. Uh, um, I think that Michigan would have hired Kalen DeBoer in a heartbeat had he not been off the market. I think you and I are going to disagree on the Michigan job. I don't think you elevate a guy from within. I think that job is better than that, despite what he did in the one game Harbaugh was suspended. And let me address well, I addressed I address all three that I care about. Elko is the best hire, and he's going to have success at AM, in my opinion. Uh AM ran the best search as a whole. You mean Alabama? You mean Alabama ran the best Alabama, search? Alabama. Alabama ran the best search. As a whole, I think Michigan just messed in their Wolverine kit. Okay, here's the thing I, where I have to be fair to you with Sharon Moore is that Michigan, okay, now this does line up with when Connor Stallion started stealing signs, so take with that what you want, okay? But, but Michigan was a perpetual nine and four program under Jim Harbaugh, weren't they? Until 2021. 2021 was the year they promoted Sharon Moore to offensive coordinator, just co-offensive coordinator that year, but still offensive coordinator. They've won the Big Ten every year since. They've beaten Ohio State every year since. They've gone to the yes. college football playoff every year since. Yes. Sharon Moore then filled in for Harbaugh in their biggest games of the regular season this year, Penn State and Ohio State. They won both of them. Um, this is a, this is literally the identity, literally identical to Philip Fulmer with Johnny Majors in, in the late eighties, early nineties. Now I understand what you, you, you were closer to the program than I was then. John, John Adams covered the program. I understand what they say that Johnny Majors built the program, but Dave numbers are numbers. And Tennessee didn't take an ex, another step until Johnny Majors made Fulmer offensive coordinator. They weren't a perpetually elite program until Fulmer was promoted to offensive coordinator. And, then Johnny Majors is out. Fulmer wins Tennessee's two biggest games of the year. And he becomes head coach. Very, very, very similar. I don't know, Sharon. So I can't say this is a bad hire because of that. Because whatever you think of Fulmer, on paper in 1992, that was the most obvious hire of all time, wasn't it? When Tennessee hired Phil Fulmer. Uh, yeah, but okay, let's, with the more thing. Here's the one thing, if you're Michigan, you're thinking, um, you can ax this guy in three years if he doesn't get it done. Now, it used to be that would be stupid because it would destroy your roster and your recruiting base. But with NIL and with Transfer Portal, that's not really the case. So I think they thought that was the easy way out. And because Alabama popped before them, I think you had a, a lot of guys like Dan Lanning get bigger contracts that you're going to hear announced in the coming weeks. And you had Kalen DeBoer actually go to Alabama. So I think Michigan was a little bit stuck and painted into a corner quite frankly, uh, the Elko. Uh, I'm with you on the Elko hire. That's the best hire. hire. It's a great hire. Great hire. I have said for years, I've said for years, if you hire Ivy League mathematicians who also have a background in football as head coach, they would be light years ahead of every other coach in intelligence. Texas A&M is running that experiment with Mike Elko. So this and is today's, I'm sorry, this is today's tough question. Go ahead and tell me who you think made the best hire in, in the offseason. Was it Elko? Was it DeBoer? Uh, who might it be? Uh, again, Caleb loves Manny Diaz or thinks that I do for some reason. But I Dave loves those don't. Miami coaches. He always has. That's that's why he's a Crystal uh, yeah, Ball. I, I know. I got, a little, I got a little Jimmy Johnson. What he did for the Cowboys, I'm like, I never really liked Miami. But what he did for the Cowboys, I'm like, okay, I kind of like them. 
And his, yeah. and by the way, his three ring sports bar that was on the beach is the best sports bar you've ever been to. Imagine having your wings, watching all the TVs. Upstairs was all Miami. Downstairs was all Cowboys. He won three championship rings. And then you walk outside to the beach for a while to take a little break, and you go back to your seat, and they hold it for you, and your food's there. It was the best ever. But anyway, okay, so when I'm looking at the Alabama hire, though, am I am I overlooking something? And that is Papa Jay brings it up. I would hate to have Saban over my shoulder still making decisions. Listen, I would feel a lot better about this hire if I'm an Alabama booster. If they say, Nick, man, let's hug this thing out. You did a great job, brother. I'm going to pass you on the butt, but it's time to hit the door. I don't think you have another rooster in the hen house. And there are other – Kalen has to make his decisions, DeBoer. The athletic well, Hooker knows has, all about the hen house. Yeah. The athletic director has to make their decisions. So he doesn't need to be around. I would feel better about the hire if, if he wasn't around. But he's going to have his own office in the athletic department. And I heard an interview with Kalen DeBoer recently on Dan Patrick – I'm not sure that he's sure that he gets Saban's old coaching office because he hadn't been in it yet. And he sounded like he was a little blown away by expectations. But nevertheless, um, I would feel a lot better about that. Today's tough question, uh, we get your thoughts, brought to you in part by our friends at Sports Treasures, carrying over 5 million Sports Treasures and so much more. Go to Facebook.com, Facebook.com, follow at Sports Treasures TN, Sports Treasures TN. The other thing that you have to factor in, is if you want to compare it to the Philip Fulmer hiring and what Michigan did with the Moore guy, is does Moore – I think that Moore was probably able to bring everyone together in a coaching transition, which isn't easy, and you'll probably retain the most amount of guys, which is less important with Transfer Portal. But is Moore a great offensive mind, or has he brought one of those assistant coaches – to the next level with him, the next level of coaching, that will be his offensive coordinator. Because Philip Fulmer had David Cutcliffe, and that thing doesn't work out with just Philip Fulmer as the OC, and or the head coach, for that matter. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And you're right. And Sharon Moore, you have to wonder what he's going to do with that and who he's going to promote. I would assume he will promote. I don't know who called the place for Michigan when he was head coach. I don't know if he was the one calling the place. Because Fulmer, it was... When Fulmer stepped in for majors, it was very clear that Cutcliffe was calling the plays already, wasn't it? At that yes. point, Fulmer, it, it, did Fulmer just see? You've got to give Fulmer some credit. He saw David Cutcliffe. He saw David Cutcliffe before anybody else did. I think he was the one who pushed for his hiring to begin with as a position coach, wasn't he? In the 80s? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I, and, and you remember, too, and Philip will remind you of this. You remember his first play call? Fulmer's or Cutcliffe's? Well, Fulmer's, he claims he called it. As a head coach, no, what was it? Um, it's like a it was a deep ball, maybe like a maybe a was it? You'd have to go back and check the year for sure, but I know it was a deep ball because he brags about it all the time. Hey, I'm not just an offensive line coach, you know that type of thing. Um, city heating and air conditioning, fifty yards, fifty years, yards, fifty yards in East Tennessee. Integrity matters, arg. Don't trust a fly-by-night HVAC company. Tell you that you need a new unit. Went from pirate to Irish. By the way, has anybody ever wondered why Shrek was Irish? It could cost thousands or more. And nobody asking. 
Nobody asked him why he was Irish. Cameron Diaz wasn't Irish. Don't trust a fly-by-night HVAC company to tell you that you need a new unit that could cost thousands. Support our sponsor, cityheatandair.com. Integrity matters. It might just be a part. It might just be, I don't know, a slot adjustment, and then boom, you're good to go. That's City Heating and Air Conditioning, cityheatandair.com, over 50 years in East Tennessee. So, um, Caleb, I think that's the ultimate question with Sharon Moore. Is he that offensive mind, or does he have another guy underneath him that will be? That's uh, today's tough question. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Uh, I don't. I wasn't saying he's the best hire. I just think the hire was fine, and I'm with you. I, I you know, Dave and I try to disagree on things sometimes. We really do, guys. We really sometimes try to find things we want to disagree on for a better show, but we don't. We're not going to disagree on purpose, and we. I think we both agree that. Alabama did run the best coaching search, even though I'm not so sure, so sure they made a great hire in Kalen DeBoer. You could tell they knew who they wanted. They had kind of clearly prepared for a coaching search for whenever this day was going to come. But Mike Elko, I think, is the best hire because I think Mike Elko, guys, might be the best coach in college football. And I think that Texas I, I'm with you on that, too. I'm, I, I, like, like Caleb said, we're always genuine, which other people aren't, by the way. They'll tell you Tennessee's going to be better than they are, worse than they are, to try to get you to click a little bit more often. We don't do that. I think Elko might be the best coach in college football. I, I'm, I didn't know you were going to say that. I'm with you on that. My question for you is, from top to bottom, did the SEC coaches get better sans Saban? Oh, so, that's a big one, Dave. That's a big one, sans Saban. So, so they Alabama Saban, notwithstanding. They lose, no, they lose Saban. They pick up DeBoer. Maybe I use Sands wrong. They pick up DeBoer. They pick up Elko. Did they get better as a whole from one to what are they? Eighteen now, sixteen. Yes, because you're forget sixteen. Because also, and this is the big one. Jeff Levy was promoted at Mississippi State, and I think Jeff Levy is a very, very good hire. He is a disciple of Lane Kiffin and Josh Heupel, and this guy Jeff Levy knows ball. He knows offense. I think he's a good one. Here's why I think they actually may have gotten worse though. Brent Venables brings the average down by the fact that he's going into the SEC with Oklahoma. <laughs> well, they weren't even there before. All right. I love Caleb, but he's crazy. You just lost a legendary coach. I don't care. You could have three other incredible hires. And no, no. You said San Saban. Wait, you said San Saban. No, I'm saying I, maybe I use Sands wrong. I'm to asking you, are the SEC coaches from 1 to 16 better in 2024 than no, 2023? Oh, no, no, they're worse. They're worse. They're worse. Sorry. Okay. They're absolutely worse without Nick Saban. Okay. Well, you do have you do have Elko, and you got the uh, – so you got an upgrade in A&M, and DeBoer is not chopped liver. So, That's yeah. a significant downgrade, though. You can't outweigh the downgrade. Yeah. And Venables, like I said, Brent Venables joining the SEC is a downgrade. And you're higher on Steve Sarkeesian than I am. I think Steve Sarkeesian's IQ is in the bottom half of SEC coaches. Well, but he was the coach last year and will be this year. So that's not a factor. Tennessee Cider Company, the original hard cider, the Smoky Mountains, use the promo code HAT. That's HAT to uh, receive some free swag with your cider order available most anywhere in the U.S. That's TNCiderCompany.com. TNCiderCompany.com. Um, no, it's not as good without Saban, but it's still pretty darn good. And I think it's the best in the nation, especially with Michigan. You, you, you losing uh, Jim Harbaugh, I think it's definitely the best coaching group in the nation among any conference. Would you agree with that? They're, they're losing. the. It's the best coaching conference you're saying? Yes. Or they're, 
Yes. No, I think the Big Ten has better coaching than the SEC. Interesting. I think the SEC has better talent. I think the Big Ten has better coaching. Um, I think. I mean, you know, you're talking out, out, out outside of Ryan Day, but I, I think you're. I'm much higher on James Franklin than you are. I think Luke Fickle is a superb hire at Wisconsin. I think we're really underrating how good Luke Fickle is going to do there. And Matt Rule is going to ball out in Nebraska. This was his first year. He's going to do – Matt Rule and Luke Fickle are, I think, two of the best hires any school's made in a long, long time. I was thinking about going to Starkville and interviewing Sam Webby. But I don't know if he's a good talker or not. I, d- I definitely don't want to drive uh, my Chevy to the levee, but the levee is dry. Eagles reference? No, oh, come on. I stole it from Derek, and you're not even laughing at that? I already saw it on the message board. The show represented by Banks and Jones, why Dalton Connect in just 60 seconds is the best college basketball player in the nation. Yeah, seriously. With Caleb Calhoun, I'm Dave Hooker, 30 seconds. Banks and Jones. They'll go to trial. Tennessee's trial attorney. Banks and Jones? Well, it's because they're Tennessee's trial attorney. You can play to win with Banks and Jones because they'll go to trial. You've heard of other lawyers. They say they'll go to trial and fight for you. They won't. They just want to settle. That's the easiest way out. Well, that's not Banks and Jones, led by T. Scott Jones. They won't settle. They'll go to trial for you. Tennessee's trial attorney. They play to win. Truly, Tennessee's trial attorney when it comes to criminal defense or personal injury. Why settle? Banks and Jones. T. Scott Jones. Banksandjones.com. Dalton Connect has a chance to win College Basketball Player of the Year. Who said it first? Who was higher on Dalton Connect, me or Jimmy Dykes? Because we did lead the charge, and I think I was before Jimmy. Caleb, I may not know everything, but I can see skill and I can see talent. And you got to give me a little love because I was higher on Dalton Connect than anybody early. You were. You were. As a matter of fact, I got to be honest, that was the transfer I was lowest on last year because I thought he was too much of a defensive I, – I, not a defensive specialist. I thought he wasn't an, effic- a, a, an efficient scorer. Boy, was I wrong. Good Lord, this dude can ball. I mean, we're watching I, – I, I might say this, Dave. We might be watching the greatest single season by a Tennessee basketball player ever. Did you see him back trotting and he said, uh, they can't stop me from scoring. They can't stop me from scoring. Have you seen that meme? I, mean, I actually haven't had to see that. He, his um, confidence is growing, which just makes for a better score. But he's backtracking. Maybe you can see if you can pull it up. But he's like, they can't stop me. They can't stop me. And they can't. And wait, Caleb said he was wrong. He did, um, but I'm not. Yes, I, 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 have I ever acknowledged when I'm like not acknowledged when I'm wrong? Yeah, it's, and, um, so it, he could be the top. He could end up being the best. He could win collegiate basketball player of the award. I uh, year of the award. I don't even know what the name of that award is. It, it's got to be the Naismith. I would the guess Naismith award. Yeah, um, I think I think still Zach Eady from Purdue is like the favorite. Um, you know, just. Again, I mean, we're talking about, but as you know, Dave, it's, I mean, the guy's averaging 23 points, 11.4 rebounds and one and a half assists. Zach Eady is. And as you know, and, and he's shooting 62.7% from the field. He's seven, four, 300 pounds. It's kind of unfair because you know, this a seven, four center with like actual post skills is the most unstoppable force in college basketball, right? 
No one's stopping yeah. that. Yeah, and he was the guy that didn't fit the NBA game, so they were able to get NIL money together for him to return. And so he's a negative 300, so he's by far the favorite. Hunter Dickinson, Kansas, is a plus 1,000. Kyle Filipowski of Duke is a plus 2,500. Then Tristan Newton, the UConn kid, plus 2,500. And then you have Dalton, who's 2,800, along with Tyler Kolick, Marquette, Tyson Walker, Michigan State. So he's basically tied for fifth he's not going to win it but for him to be in the conversation is incredibly strong more pertinent question for you though and our which fallout zone kind of got to beat me to it more pertinent question do you believe in dalton connect to the point that you're willing to take rick barnes reputation of being a poor NCAA tournament coach and set it aside. Is he that good? Because at some point, a guy's so good, like if, if they had Kevin Durant, surely he's going to make the final four. But he got bounced out in the second round with Kevin Durant. I know. I just, as a setup, say thank you. you. Thank you, Dave. I totally set you up like, I set you up like your Nico spiking in volleyball. I mean, that was just, I was the set guy, and boom, yes. Barnes didn't make it with a final four. So you can't take that whole reputation and set it aside, but he is the type of player in connect that if there's any type of player, it would be like a scorer. He's that type of player, but no, you can't set it aside. Or can you? Oh, Caleb's thinking. Here's what's hard for me on this. I could, even if I could set it aside, there's another problem this Tennessee team has. Which is this, Dave? As good as Dalton Connect is playing, they're they're getting their top guys are running 28, 29, 30, 31 minutes. I think three guys had over 33 minutes of play on Saturday in their win over Vanderbilt. Which, for the record, Dalton Connect had 32 points in a 75 to 62 win over Vanderbilt. For those who didn't watch over the weekend, on the positive side, it's something you said. And I give you a lot of credit, Dave. Vanderbilt built a nine point lead in the first half uh, off a series of technical free throws, and you felt that it was getting away. And it's something you've constantly talked about. When Rick Barnes, he likes to run his offense, but if it's just not there, if there's a drought, what did they do? They said, hey, Dalton Connect, go get us a layup. And what mm-hmm. did he do? He got him a layup, and that sparked their comeback. And they did that three times in the second half when Vanderbilt almost pulled away. They said, Dalton, go get us a layup. He got a layup, and then they were able to finally take over. That They consistently are able to do that now when they're in droughts, and they've never been able to do that with Barnes. The problem, and I keep saying this, and you know, Ron Slate talked about it on our show a couple of weeks ago, they're not running enough guys, enough minutes. Jonas Adu was at 29 minutes. Dalton was at 34 minutes. Zakai Ziegler was at 36 minutes. And Santiago Vascovi, by the way, Ziegler and Vascovi both played well. Shout out to them. Was at 33 minutes. Jordan Ganey was off the bench, also at 10 points, by the way, with going two or three from three. But Dave, you can't have three guys run 33 to 36 minutes and then two more go 29 and 28 minutes. You need more depth and you need more fresh legs in the tournament. And you Let's- just can't do that. Let's do this, okay? And I think I know where we're both going to fall. So if you believe you can take Rick Barnes' resume and history in the NCAA tournament and set it aside because Dalton connects that good, you get a big, hey now. All right. And you may even get a, I'm your huckleberry. But you could be on the flip side and say, that's crazy. Or to take it a step further, Peyton would say, "Like that is total bullshit." So you got three options. You got that, sounds, that. That was four. 
I know, but just because I like that one sounder and I don't get to play it a lot. But you've got three options. This is sling my new hat around. I love my hat. All right. So you got those three options. It's a for sure, it's a kinda, or Peyton. What? Like that is total bullshit. I can't play that enough. All right. What do you got? It's a kinda. And the only reason it's a kinda is because of the minutes they're logging. Too many, not enough. They're, the starters are logging too many minutes right now. I'm your huckleberry. Okay, but I, here's where I, you and I differ philosophically, which we don't a lot. I'm all for uh, a shorter bench, guys playing more minutes. And we'll talk to... I am in March, not during the regular season. So you think they'll be tired? Yeah. Yeah, and I will give you guys a perfect example. Bruce Pearl's first team, which is one of the greatest coaching jobs ever. The first year he took over for Buzz, remember? When they had when they had run Dane Bradshaw at the four because they had no talent whatsoever. Or not no talent, no depth, excuse me, whatsoever on that team. They ran seven guys the whole year. They got up to number eight that year, guys. And then they collapsed at the end of the year because they literally were, Bruce Pearl said, he was like, I couldn't even practice this team in the end because they were, they were just so gassed. And then they lost to Wichita State in the second round of the tournament. Everybody remembers the Chris Lofton shot against Winthrop. The only reason that game was close was because Tennessee was that tired by the time the NCAA tournament came. Regular, uh, you need to be able to go nine or 10 deep in the regular season. And then you can shorten and go seven or eight in, in March. But also on the uh, in March, Dave, more than you do need more fresh legs because there is that always that second game in, in, per, in a weekend. It's a quick turnaround from the first game. And so... Depth does come into play, and right now Tennessee's running too many guys. I mean, I'm mean, running guys too many minutes. Excuse me, and so that that they they can't do that. It's it, it kind of reminds me. I'm a Titans fan. It reminds me in football when you're a Titan when your team is built around a running back, and you're a Titans fan like me. I said three years ago, Derrick Henry's getting hit, getting too many carries. His usage was way too high, and what happened? He got hurt. Remember that? And sure. you remember with Demarco Murray? I'm sure with the Cowboys. Didn't you feel like he was getting way too many touches, and they were using him way too much? And well, they're always doing something stupid in Dallas, <laughs> but it's I, true. It's, it's one of their best players started the horse collar rule because he liked that. To is true, people you're right. Break their leg hit the but, did you hit the like button? Goes to Johnny Majors. Okay, well, see if a ghost can hit it, then you can hit it too. So hit the like button, please. Do we need that. Dave's Johnny Majors impression. Impression attack, attack, attack. Uh, I can do that, and uh, I can do uh. Let me tell you something. Uh, if you hit the like button, you'll get more great content. You'll love it. And I'll tell you what. If you hit subscribe, that's a big part too. But don't forget the notifications. Because notifications tell you when stuff's coming out. We're excited to announce something very soon. Actually, Work like heck to get those subscribes, guys. Work like heck to hit that like button. Work like heck to get the subscribes. That was a little bit of both. All right, he's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. It's been a fun show. It is uh, weekdays at 10 a.m. For Caleb, I'm Dave. Be well, peeps. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports.